Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Geeky Dinks. This week, the strike continues on, as it has been for the past few months, and uh, unfortunately, things have kind of stagnated, so there isn't a whole lot of strike news for us to talk about this week, but Mm -hmm. we're gonna go over the things that have been happening and uh, have a little bit of conversation tangentially. What? You know when you go off on a tangent? Oh, okay. Is that a real word? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Tangent. Tangentially. <laughs> I like that word, but I can't say so it. So it's basically tangent with E-L-E on the end. I'll have to come up with a better word because I can't <laughs> say I'll, I'll never say it. But yes, that. Yeah, unfortunately, since the last time that the discussions over the SAG after strike kind of halted they just kind of walked away from the table and i think everyone was really surprised and upset because with how well things went for the wga and how they were able to meet in a middle ground they thought perfect we're in this mindset of meeting middle ground and we can get this whole thing behind us but this is now the second longest strike for sag aftra wow yeah so the longest strike took six months for SAG after. I think that was back in, if I remember correctly, I think it was 2000. But unfortunately, the big guys at the studios don't want to talk. Yeah. What you've been telling me about it has been really aggravating as far as what the union wants. Mm-hmm. The studios don't really want anything. They, they just don't want to lose what they have. Right. Yeah. They're, they're not really coming to the table with anything to counter the unions with they just don't want to change what has been going on right and that's apparently this is a tactic they pulled with the wga as well they basically were like oh well the needs are too great we can't meet we're gonna step away as just a way of like you know you take it or leave it and i guess we're leaving kind of thing right but when it really came down to it, it's like, you can't do that to the wga and then expect sag to not know that that's what happened Right. <laughs> and not push through. Like, Yeah, I guess they, they have to go through the motions of whatever they do, negotiating-wise. Like, we have right. to make you feel some pain before mm-hmm. we're like, okay, fine. Right, and that's what they were saying, too, is they said it, it feels like that the um, the big corporations have a strike checklist Like, they have to go through all these motions before they can get to. Because they, I mean, nobody ever wants less. You know what I mean? When you're making all this money and someone says, hey, we need more of it. You're like, well, but I already have this much and I really want more. I don't want to give up what I have. And the actors are like, well, we can't keep doing what we're doing because it's barely enough. And I know everyone's like, oh, but look at these A-listers, blah, blah, blah. It's like... they're not the only people in SAG. They're right. a very small percentage that we see all the time. But I actually saw an article about somebody who said that this past summer was the most they've ever worked because of all of these streaming networks. They had so many things they were doing. They were busy and they were very thankful for it. But they barely got paid the same doing all of those shows as if they had done one network show. Wow. So they worked 10 times harder for the same pay. Right. And they're like, well, that's silly. You know, (laughs) like, why would you do that? So that's what they're asking for is they're asking for fair pay on the streaming shows that they get on, you know, broadcast TV shows. Right. Yeah. The 
I think the thing that has been really affecting pay as far as the streaming services has gone is that they don't have that well they haven't had that bankroll mm-hmm. in the in the past to pay everyone as much as the big networks and studios do that is no longer the case they right. make they have that money now to pay the people what they deserve right right so if they don't have that money that's more of a sign that they have been mismanaging their funds rather mm-hmm. than we just can't afford to pay you more. Well, what I don't understand is, is most streaming networks, aside from like Netflix and, you know, of course now they've gotten into making their own content, which some of them have, not all of them, but some of them have. Most of the time it's stuff that's already been made and they either, it's already their properties or they are licensing out certain properties to show. So like all, all the things on Disney are Disney shows. They shouldn't be paying to put those on the streaming service because it's theirs. Right. They can. So other than making Disney Plus specific shows, where are they spending their money? Yeah. I mean, I guess people who are really investigating this could go back to our streaming episodes Mm -hmm. to see what we talked about then and be like, oh, this is where things go this is where how things started because we really did focus a lot on right we kind of went over all of that just the whole process of what goes into a a streaming service now and where they used to be and how they get their money and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so now we just got to figure out how to make sure everyone is taken care of with this new level of streaming service right if there's one area where i would be willing to take less to make this all go away would be the amount of content oh yeah on streaming services so like disney plus is great i love the service i love all of their disney plus shows they've done a great job however i feel like disney plus has too much between all the star wars shows the marvel shows the pixar shorts the you name it everybody's got something and while they're all great and i love them all i don't need all of them yeah it's kind of unfortunate really that they got so much stuff just because marvel and star wars kind of stand on their own as it is yeah they don't even really need disney at (laughs) that point they could do their own thing if disney plus was just disney pixar and probably National Geographic, because you don't mm. think they would have yeah, their own Yeah, probably not. Thing. They need to be onto something, yeah. Right. So just have those three, and then let Marvel and Star Wars mm-hmm. be their own thing, you know? I think that would be a lot more manageable for everybody else. Right. But I don't think Star Wars or Lucasfilm, mm-hmm. that entity, I guess, is able to handle all of Star Wars. Right. Like... It'd be nice if uh, Disney kept up the thing kind of like they do with Avatar and Pandora, where they license the things for their parks. Right. But they still have the rights to the movies and the shows and all that stuff on their own. Right. Yeah, and I, I just feel like, granted, since we've been watching the things on Disney+, Plus, 
obviously the graphics and everything have gotten significantly better. So it's almost hard to tell that you're watching the TV show versus a high production movie, which is great. And I love it. But when you think about all of the properties they have that require fantasy or special effects of some kind, that is every single episode of every single show of every single property they have, yeah, it's going to make the streaming service not profitable. And that's their biggest complaint is that their streaming shows are not profitable because it's not going off of viewership. It's just off of um, subscriptions. Yeah. So when the SAG-AFTRA was making their deal and, you know, of course, the the big wigs were like, oh, it's it's too much. Breaking it down, they said, we're basically asking for 57 cents per subscriber a year. 57 cents per subscriber, not even a full dollar per year. Yeah. Instead of a percentage, instead of uh, like with the writers where they get a percentage, they get a bonus for like really popular shows. They just wanted... 57 cents per subscriber. Wow. And you think about it, we only have one subscription. It's not like it's per person. It's per subscriber. Oh, yeah. So each household, say, has one subscription. How many households? That's true. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, and then you think about the fact that Disney Plus is, what is it, like $15 now? $20? Something like that. I think the price just went up. But yeah, and I think it's going to go up again. Netflix is like $10, $20. Hulu, all of them, they're in that 10 to $20 range. And you're talking less than a dollar to go into the SAG-AFTRA fund so that they can spread it out how they seem fit, which is very common for unions, apparently. So that was other people's concerns. Like, oh, what are they going to do? It's like, they're the union. They can do what they want. You're paying union dues, essentially, yeah. at that point. Yeah. So. A lot of people, especially in non-union states, have been kind of brainwashed over the years that unions are bad. Right. That they keep people from getting jobs, that they take a lot of your money but don't provide you anything. Right. It's usually what companies do when they start hearing people talk about unionizing Mm -hmm. and people usually start talking about unionizing when a company isn't taking care of their people right and i think that's why we're having a lot more strikes as of late because so many people are agreeing that they're not being fairly taken care of right and the union is protecting them right thankfully i know we talked about it a little bit last time but yeah where unions exist they are starting to take care of their people again. Mm-hmm. Like people are reaching out to their unions and letting them know that conditions aren't okay and that something needs to be done. Unfortunately, not everybody has representation right. by a union to help them, especially in states like ours, non-union yeah. states. I don't know if certain states that are more union-heavy have unions for uh, workers that generally don't have unions. Like we were talking about with like customer, oh, with service. customer service. Like I don't Oof. know. If, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if some other states have a customer service union or something mm-hmm. like that. But you know that in those states, 
and for those companies that do have union representation, they are definitely taken care of better right. than in stores where it's left up to the upper management. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't exceptions out there. Right. Know? Yeah. Not every union is as great no, as no, the next. I, I, I meant more like the companies that... Oh, you're saying the companies that don't. Okay. Okay. That, I gotcha. Yeah. There are companies out there that do take care of their people. Okay. That don't need a union. Right. Um, overseeing them. That is by far the exception, not the rule. And right. That is, unfortunately, the sort of company that a lot of anti-union people try to use Mm -hmm. to show you don't need a union. Right. I mean, when you really think about the fact that you've basically got third-party representation saying, hey, our people aren't being taken care of and they're complaining to us about it, this is not part of the contract we agreed to. Because we all want to say that. Like, when we're in a bad job and we say, hey, I didn't agree to these terms, well, when you sign the terms of employment, some of the things that you deal with aren't explicitly written in the terms of your employment. So you can't really say, you know, that you didn't sign up for it. Cause it's like, well, it didn't say that you didn't sign up for it either. So right. it's like, okay. But if you're in a union, they can say, hey, we explicitly said these details and you are clearly going against them and we can't have that. Right. So you have that representation. It does suck in this instance where when the union goes on strike, you have to strike with them. You can't not do that. That is now your job. I mean, that that is the part of the union that when push comes to shove is the thing that you pay dues for. Right. They're there to take care of you when you do have to strike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, union that doesn't put some money aside to take care of its people when there is, unfortunately, inevitably a strike. Yep. <laughs> um, that is the what you're talking about, the idea of a bad union. Right. And, and they exist too. So, you know, when people say they're against union, they might have only seen a bad union. And, and that, I think, is something that is one of the more fear-mongering type things. Right. Where, you know, that, that is the exception to the rule on the other side, mm-hmm. where, you know, the anti- Union people talk about the really good company. They also talk about the really bad union. Right, of course. So. The two different sides of the same coin. (laughs) Yeah, like the really, really good company and the really, really bad union, of course. Yeah, that's the currency they deal in. Right. But I haven't really heard of a union that has lasted, at least. Because if people are paying dues to you, and they're not seeing anything from it. The, they'll know. <laughs> yeah. Taxes. Yeah. That, that is one thing that people kind of pay whether they're getting something out of it or not. Union dues. That is something that if you are not getting something out of, you can stop paying. Right. And, you and just be like, all right, I'm not in it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I just leave. <laughs> well, and that's that kind of leads into the next point of what negotiations SAG is trying to do to help get the AMPTP back on board, back in discussion. Um, Apparently, there were some A-listers. They listed a couple like Scarlett Johansson, George Clooney. But they were discussing with the union about, like, what what was the breakdown? What what happened? And so they discussed that and said, well, what if, in order to fix that supposed gap that they're claiming, what if we cut the cap on union dues for A-listers? 
So apparently in SAG-AFTRA, there is a cap of a million dollars on A-listers to pay their union dues. And they're proposing they eliminate that cap altogether. They don't raise it. They don't lower it. They just eliminate it. So there is no cap for A-listers. Okay. So that way more of their money goes into the union to help offset what the big companies are complaining about. So that is something that they are discussing. I hate that they're having to do that, even though they are some of the people who can probably handle it. Right. But the fact that they have to give up money that they've worked for Mm -hmm. because the corporations who make money off of them don't want to give it up. Yeah, the corporations don't want to give up any of their money. And and people may say what they want about Ailish is like, oh, well, they live this lavish life. It's like, you do realize there are months out of the year they don't see their family. Whereas these big CEOs and bigwigs of these these production companies always see their family. They're almost never on set. They they just kind of wander around and look at all their assets and go, that works, that doesn't, get rid of that, add this, and then they go home. Yeah. And, you know, it, the whole big issue with Bob Iger complaining about SAG after strike, well, at the, what's was noted as the billionaire vacation... Oh. With his private yacht, his <laughs> private jet. Of course. And it's like, so you're complaining they want to get paid more for working while you're on vacation and you took your private jet there <laughs> to go hang out with other bajillionaires right. to to just have this vacation because you work too hard? You work too hard? <laughs> Like, you know, I understand that frustration because as as someone who's working, when you see the CEO just kind of go, you get paid enough to do what you do. It's like, you don't even do half of what I do. You get paid more. Your job isn't that hard. (laughs) Oh, that is, if you want to make me angry, that is the phrase. (laughs) That is the phrase. Oh, that's not that hard. Anybody can do that. Yeah. Why do you need a vacation? (laughs) you want me to see red that is a quick way to make me see red because you can't i'm not saying that ceos don't work they don't work much (laughs) and they don't work in the same way that actors are working because actors are taking direction that is their sole purpose is to take direction (laughs) and do what other people want them to do and put on this performance but not only that once they're done playing the part well, now they've got to go out and promote it. Mm-hmm. Now they've got to make sure they look good in public so that no bad press gets about them and ruins the production of the show before it comes out. Like, 24-7, their life is work. Yeah, yeah. When Once you have, quote-unquote, made it, mm-hmm. you have signed away your private life Yeah, for the most part. Unless you go full recluse. Unless you're really good at disguising yourself when you go out. Mm-hmm. You don't really get to go out. No, because everyone's going to know where you are. Everyone's going to talk about it. Yeah. That's why a lot of celebrities live behind pretty tall fences and a lot of trees and bushes and stuff Mm -hmm. so that you can't see them when they're not out. Well, and then you have to worry about who do you talk to? Who do you know? Because who's going to spill beans about something that you don't want anyone to know? And that's why the circle of... The circle of trust yeah, is very yeah, similar. The, the circle of celebrities, like they, they all hang out with each other because mm-hmm. they're the only ones that can really understand and relate to what it's like. Right. Everyone pretty much has the anonymity. Any one of us goes out. Mm-hmm. More often than not, no one that you don't know is going to be like, oh, hey. Right. 
I know you. Right. Or I've seen you in something. Or, oh my gosh, it's or you. Or who are you? And it's like, oh, you suck. The, the ones that aren't so nice. Or the ones <laughs> that don't even see you and they just say you did something to them. Like, they don't see you, like, physically, but they tell the press, like, oh, hey, I oh. went to a party and saw so-and-so doing I mean, this, th- that, and the other. Th- that's kind of to the extreme, but... It happens to them. I know, but I was going more of, like, the everyday sort oh, of stuff. Oh, well, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, but y- you have to think about those things when you're in, like, the high-profile list. Yeah. It's yeah. hard, you know? Yeah, it is definitely hard when people start placing a target on your back, either... Through envy, jealousy, or like some, I guess, uh, perceived slight or mm-hmm. something like, or like they, they just couldn't let it go that they really hated a character. That's got to be so tough. And couldn't differentiate the actor from the character. Right. Sometimes, At least you know you're doing a good job. <laughs> I mean, I, it, it's sad when it's more like a mental health issue. Yeah. And you get the stalkers and the people. All those things come together that an actor's life, once you are really successful and popular, Mm -hmm. is not as easy as it seems. Right. You get a lot of glitz and glamour. Right. But that comes with a trade-off. You Mm -hmm. are now very shiny and everyone can see you. Right. Well, there's something... Like, I remember... Granted, this may not be a thing anymore because this was back in the era of when I would buy magazines. So you can pretend how old that is. Um, <laughs> but you would see magazines. They say, oh, who wore it better? And they'd compare you to another oh, celebrity. Yeah. And it was like, could you believe what so-and-so wore at this award show? Like, look at this dress. It's so awful. And it's like, oh. why? Why are we doing that? Yeah. Like, that, well, I don't, of course, read any magazines. Or, I don't need more. <laughs> or I, I know, like, the gossip magazines and the tabloids and stuff like that that are pretty much out there to tear down celebrities, mm-hmm. to make regular people feel better about themselves, to see that, oh, celebrities don't have it so great either, but usually in a much less truthful way. Right. They, they want to do it in a way that makes you feel good and makes them feel bad. Right. Whereas they could tell a very truthful, very human story about each of these actors mm-hmm. and make you actually identify with them more. Right. To make them human and make you go, oh, they're human. Yeah. <laughs> I, know? I know there are I'm other... <laughs> I know there's other magazines that are more real like mm-hmm. that, that want to show the light side of an actor, celebrity, anyone who actually has that part of them that they're trying to promote. (laughs) Well, I feel like I see less and less of those. Again, I don't really look at magazines at all, but I'm talking like this was back in the Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake era of the whole denim tuxedos, like when they made fun of them for that. I don't really see that as much anymore. There's still a lot of comparisons. But I just think about, you know, like when Marvel puts on these um, promotions and stuff. And obviously we saw with Jonathan Majors with his whole allegations. They're like, oh, is this going to ruin Marvel? Is this going to ruin blah, blah, blah? It's like, we don't know what he did. We don't even know what's going on. And they're already like thinking about recasting him. And it's like, you can't do anything outside of work as an actor. And so, yeah, should they be paid more? Should they be paid fairly? Absolutely, because their entire life is now their career. 
whether they want it to be or not. It just is, especially when you land a big role like that. Yeah, the Jonathan Majors things and like Brie Larson and mm-hmm. all the different Marvel actors on James Gunn too. Um, oh yeah, that yeah. whole thing. <laughs> it was a big part of the era of cancel culture. Right. Pretty much any time, if anything bad came out about anybody, they Mm -hmm. were done. Right. Like, everyone was just one strike and you're out. I think it was an offshoot and a corruption of the Me Too movement. Probably. Because Me Too brought forth a lot of very legitimate claims of sexual misconduct Mm -hmm. that are very important to know about. And for the actors who are guilty of that... I, I have, <laughs> I'm not defending... Right, they they deserve that, the, what they got out of right. that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm thinking, though, that from that, people just kind of took it and ran with it, where anyone who they wanted to go away, they could, say, point the finger at that person. It's where the, the whole witch hunt thing comes from. Right. Where even if it started under truthful circumstances, people corrupted it. Right, they took that energy and just started focusing it on everything. Yeah, like mm-hmm. the like in the Crucible where the whole thing kind of stems from, a bunch of girls start accusing everyone of witchcraft mm-hmm. because one of them wanted to be with a guy that refused her. Mm. So to get back at him, everyone started pointing fingers. Sounds about it, and it just kind of caught <laughs> caught like wildfire. So right, I mean, it really is easy, unfortunately, to amp people up like that. Just be like, "Hey, did you hear? Did you know? Did you see? Did you?" Well, it it's really preying on our darker tendencies, just because each of us has that part in us. Mm-hmm. We have the light side that wants to believe in the good, but we also have that bad side that really is aware of how bad we can be. Right. And in order for us to feel better about ourselves, we're like, oh, others are so much worse. Mm -hmm. Look at how bad they are. I bet this thing that I have just imagined is actually true, and I'm going to spread that in order for me to feel better and for them to look worse. Right, and now I have a few facts that kind of weave into that. Thankfully, I feel like society as a whole, although we do still have a lot of that, I'm seeing more and more of people really like coming together and and sticking up for each other. So like when WGA was striking, you know, people were striking with them, like on the picket lines, even if they weren't striking, they were striking in support. They were on the picket lines with them, even if they weren't WGA. And then when SAG was like, yeah, we're going to strike too. Well, there's an even bigger support for a similar cause. And then you've got, you know, I remember when it all started going down before Dragon Con, You've got cosplayers going, well, what? I, we're not part of the union, but we want to, you know, stand strong. How do we not mm-hmm. offend you guys? Like, how do, what, what do we do? So back before Dragon Con, I remember, of course, they can't talk about anything on panels, but they said, you know, you can still cosplay your favorite characters. Just be creative with it. You know, make it, make it stand out in not a like, look how great it is, but like, hey, this is a thing. This is happening. The SAG-AFTRA, because of these recent stalls, recently just put out a thing saying, hey, everybody who's part of the union, don't dress up as a struck character. Go be a vampire. Be a cat. Be a zombie. 
But don't be a specific character. Let's tell them we mean business. Do not promote them in any way, shape, or form. Which was not the, the, the stand they took initially. But I think they're getting so fed up. What they said is that there are more people on the picket lines now than there were a couple of weeks ago. Wow. Because they have made them so angry <laughs> that they're like, no, you know what? You just banded us together and we're going to stand strong and we're going to keep fighting. They're hoping they'll tire out. And yes, they're tired. There was one quote. I can't remember who the person was they interviewed. She said that they're hoping to tire us out and kind of break us down. And she's like, I'm an actor. Mm -hmm. I'm tired and broken all the time. This does not affect me any differently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ask, ask the production heads, when was the last time they worked a 16-hour day? Yeah. Went home for four hours and came back and did it again. Yep. So <laughs> picketing for, what, 8, 10, 15 hours? Okay. In the sun? Okay. No air conditioning? I get to talk with my friends. I get fed. Mm -hmm. I stand up for a good cause. Okay. Willpower will... Supply that fine. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you've got all these other people supporting them, providing them food. They had the D&D &D day. You know, they have so many things to keep their spirits up, to keep them mm -hmm. fighting. You know, one guy even said that, you know, back in the strike in, I think he said the 60s, because of that strike, it allowed him to now have health insurance. It allowed him to now have a pension, to now get fair pay. And he's trying to do the future of the industry a service by striking today. I mean, yeah, that's what they really have to do, unfortunately. That's always what has to happen every time there's a big technological leap or things change but the industry doesn't change with it. Right. Just because they want it to stay status quo, they want to keep the money. We've talked about this ad nauseum like, over the past <laughs> right. few weeks. Just like, why is this happening? We know why this is happening. People are greedy. That's why this is right. happening. <laughs> exactly. And and it's it's so unfortunate because obviously we want things to stay the same, but we want things to change. We want things to advance. And they can't advance if those in charge wanted to stay the same, but we can't do more for less. Mm -hmm. And that's where heads are budding is they're like, oh, we're making good money here. We're, we're happy. It's like, okay, good for you. But the world is changing. I don't right. know if you look outside your rose tinted windows here, <laughs> but uh, the world is changing and we need to follow it. Yeah, there's, there's the what's supposed to be. And what is. <laughs> Two very different buckets. Yeah. yeah, so people up top tend to almost get delusional as mm -hmm. far as, oh no, we don't need to change anything. When life is pretty much about change. Oh yeah. It's constantly changing. The more you try to resist the change, the more the inevitable change that will happen is going to be more abrupt. I think that was a mindset that I had switched to in like my mid 20s was the only constant is change. Like there is no constant in the world. Nothing is permanent except change. Everything will always change. And not there's no it might change. No, it is going to change. Yeah, we are changing right now. Yeah. I mean, look at how much our podcast has changed. Yeah. And just the, the few short seasons we've had, we went from, you know, talking about random actors and movies and TV shows. And now we're spending this season talking about a strike. Yeah. You know, that's this is different for us. Yeah, we we have definitely adapted over the short couple of years that we've been doing this. Mm -hmm. 
to just kind of go with what feels right with the time. Mm -hmm. Getting the zeitgeist, I guess. Ooh. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I know that was a a kind of a joke character from Deadpool 2, but... (laughs) um, (laughs) Yeah. But having the spirit of the time, that's pretty much the exact translation from German. Zeitgeist. Zeit is time, geist is spirit. Time spirit. Whoa, I learned something today. (laughs) (laughs) But having the spirit of the time Mm -hmm. for what you're trying to tell is really important. So the fact that we're able to change with the time shows that we're not having ourselves be bogged down in what we're used to. Right. We don't have our heads in the sand. We're well aware of what's going on going... Well, I mean, I personally would feel weird just like, let's talk about all these shows and productions that are currently on strike. Right. It, it just feels weird. Or, like, or try to ignore it to yeah, do like what it's we've not been happening. doing. Yeah. 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 The first few seasons we were doing just like week to week, something different. Mm-hmm. Then we tried to theme it a bit. Mm-hmm. And then we did long form. <laughs> um, we tried it all. <laughs> yeah. Now, this season is definitely adapting to current events current events 100 percent because we had a plan i mean well the the strike well the the strike started at the beginning i believe it was just before the season started the strike happened uh last season was it last season the writer's strike started oh yeah yeah yeah. the writer's strike yes way back in may so that was season five still Mm -hmm. and this season started just the actor's strike right yeah so we haven't really been able to talk about anything else, and we're basically being handed what we're talking about this season. Yeah. So it's... So if it feels improvised, it is. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a lot more improvised than <laughs> any other season that we've had. Like, no episode is really all that planned out. Like No, we, that's we, true. We usually know, in general, what we're talking about, mm-hmm. but this has been the first season where I really felt like we were that train on the track that's laying track in front of it as it's going. It really is how it feels sometimes. And it's moving very fast. It isn't just crawling along. We're just like like laying track as it's speeding ahead. Some of the tracks actually lock in as we hit it. Right. But yeah, we, we, we're just trying to adapt with the news as it comes out and we're wanting mm-hmm. to be as up to date as we can with everyone who's listening to this so we tend to record on wednesday or thursday to release on friday right so yeah this is literally as much information as we can possibly get before the episode airs like talk about waiting to the last minute right so (laughs) the reason we're saying that is so that we can prepare you guys yeah who are listening to our show week to week those Real diehard fans of ours. Which we know we you're out there. We, we love, love you, you guys. <laughs> but we're not going to be doing it every week now for the rest of this season. Right. It's going to be definitely uh, play by ear. Because the negotiations have stopped, there's not a whole lot to go off of. Right. And, you know, we've talked what is the strike, who's striking, why are they striking. You know, we've covered all that. So unless new information comes out, we're just kind of repeating 
what we've already said. Yeah, just kind of screaming into the void. <laughs> I mean, a lot of them on the picket lines are doing the same thing. So, yeah, so we're here with them. <laughs> so rest assured, though, that when we do have something to report, we will. Mm -hmm. um, probably for the rest of this season up till the end of November, we'll probably do either in every other week episode mm -hmm. or maybe just one in maybe three weeks and another to finish out the season and we might just do like a small little 15 20 minute like hey we're still here we're alive nothing new have a great day right. kind of thing you know <laughs> like just to check in so you know we're not dead <laughs> yeah kind of a mini mini episode yeah and and i think that's i think that's fair so we won't have one next week right we, we may not have one the week after that, but we might. We might. So I would say at the earliest, you may see a new episode on November 3rd. But if not, it'll be the week after. Which really sucks because it's toward the end of the season. But we need to get these, you know, CEOs back into negotiations so we can actually move on. Right. Didn't want to do a whole season of strikes. Yeah, I don't want to. I want to talk about it all season. You can tell I'm not exactly thrilled about it. <laughs> well, it's funny because I remember when we first started talking about it, we're like, we were not going to spend the whole season talking about the strike, and I was like, we might actually talk this about the strike the whole season. Yeah, I was hoping to have a Sean Astin episode to I, look there celebrate. are still a couple of weeks left come on samwise we need you lead frodo to drop the ring let's go break this spell we need this but come back next time because next time eventually yeah when you hear from us again we'll be here we'll be here <laughs> but this will not be the last episode for no. us. We'll be back. We'll be back. And we are Geeky, Geeky Dinks. Dinks.